It is time. Down the Hi, how are you? It's episode 25 of Letty Psycho Podcast. Uh, I was rapping right now because I saw the music video for Down Bad. Shit is who really pops off to me. And he goes, I was just fucked up. I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten it, fuck up, but I'm here for the crown. I'm board of vegetation versus brown. I was board of vegetation, lift the town. Fuck a resume, fuck a pack me down. Fuck a background, check background. When I get the check, nigga, that's snap. Just a star. I'm going to get him on here. I don't know. Oh, that was another video. <laughs> Whoa. Don't you hate when you're on Instagram? You turn the volume on for one video and it basically keeps the volume on for all of the videos. So if you're like scrolling, the next video is just going to play all out. So let's just hope it's not a crazy video. But yeah, I want to do this podcast on something that I thought about a few months ago. And I think I've been chilling. I've been waiting to talk about it because I wanted to see if it works, but it has worked for me. So I want to share it and I want to preface this or preface this or preface this. One of those is right. I want to say before I say the thing, which is what preface is or preface or profess is, uh, think about working out. Like think about you're going into a gym, right? And if you take the context out of the gym, like you, you already know what people are going into the gym for. But let's say you were just to walk into this room and you see people doing their curls, doing their push-ups, doing their, their squats, their burpees, or just exercising, right? It looks weird. Like those movements are unnatural movements. Like they look off if you don't know the context of, oh, they're working out and why they're doing it. They're doing it to tone or to lose weight or to build muscle, right? Once you get like that part of it, then you understand why they're doing these weird crunches and like, again, squats and why they're doing these weird things with bars and dumbbells and all of that. Once you get the context of it. So think of that for a second. It looks weird. It might look stupid, but it's for a purpose. And had they not done these things, then a certain part of them wouldn't be toned or they wouldn't have six pack or they wouldn't be lean or they wouldn't be built. All of it has a purpose. Okay. So just like you need to do that for physical exercising, I want to talk about mental exercising and how weird sometimes they are. But maybe because it's mental exercises and we don't know that like, oh, this is for more toned mental health (laughs) that we're like, no, that's weird. I'm not going to do that. So this is why I'm saying this before I actually tell you the exercise that I've been incorporating and that's helped with my own, I guess, happiness or coping ability or just like uh overall mental health and so yeah i'm saying this because it might sound stupid and it might sound weird but yo you go into a freaking gym the exercises they're doing look weird and look stupid but they have a purpose so put it in that analogy or theory or whatever okay So my exercise that I've done a few times and has worked for me in that moment and in the long run is taking little Letty on a date. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. We talk about, or not we, when we think of therapy, right? Even if you think of like therapy, as far as stuff you see on movies or TV shows, they're always like, you're in your child, or you hear 
It's what happened when you were younger that's affecting you now. So I started wondering two things. First, why is it only the therapist's office that we work on our mental health? Which it shouldn't be. It should be like a 24-7 thing, but... There's just so many stigmas and you don't, you feel embarrassed. You might feel like if you're saying you're working on your mental health, it might sound a little weird. Like what, you're not healthy? Are you crazy? All of that stuff that surrounds that. But then also it made me think it shouldn't be the only place where we work on ourselves in that capacity. If that's the case, what can I do if I don't have that resource to go to a therapist or I don't have the money to go to a therapist? What can I do myself? Loki kind of like, if I don't have a gym membership, how can I work out in real life? And then there's different things. You'd go freaking hike a mountain or a hill or you can do squats in your living room i was relating more so how can you do that for your mental health and exercises mentally for your spirit for your mood for your stresses and all of that and this happened kind of like by accident because i went to the movies by myself a while ago and it was when lion king dropped so that's how far back this first started i went to the movies by myself because no one wanted to watch lion king while i was driving i was thinking about how much i loved lion king like i loved lion king when i was little so then i'm like you know what would be cool if little letty were to see lion king like that would be so cool for her and so I'm really good at imagining. I even had an imaginary friend when I was little. So I'm really good at imagining things up. So poof, in my drive, in my passenger seat, I just imagined little me. I imagined me as a little girl. I imagined the Letty that I remember myself to be at that age in my passenger seat. So it's not like I'm on a date with someone else. I'm on a date with me. Like I'm bringing little Letty along and I'm even just... I'm committing to it, talking to her like, look, I know you know Lion King. You know how much you love Lion King? And like, she's like answering me back in my brain. Like, yeah, I freaking love Lion King. Mufasa was the best, but he passed away. And I was like, yeah, but look, not only are you going to have that experience to know Lion King, but now you're going to watch the live action Lion King. And little Letty's like, what? What live action mean? Don't worry about it. It's this fancy word for like they make it look like it's real life instead of a cartoon. But it's still really cool because this is not going to happen for you for 20 more years. But just think of how cool it's going to be for you to experience something that's 20 years in the future. So low-key probably like back to the future stuff because the way that I'm committing it to it's as if I was going back in time and I picked up little Letty and she's going to go to school the next day. And the next day she's going to go to school like, hey, I saw a live action Lion King and no one in the heck is going to understand what she's saying. But she's going to know because she had a visit with older Letty. I'm telling you, I know this is weird. If I haven't lost you already, thank goodness your imagination is amazing. But also, hey, like I said, if at all you ever find or think like, this is too weird or this is too odd. Just think of the gym, how weird and stupid and odd those exercises look, but also how bomb those bodies end up looking. All right. So I'm committing to it. Like, look, tomorrow, like you're going to know so much more than like the next person about Lion King. No one's going to know about Lion King more than you. And like little Letty's like freaking amped like, oh, that's so awesome. So clearly it might look like I'm talking to myself. I'm doing it more so mentally speaking to little Letty. And so we park and we get off and everything's regular to the outside person. It just so happens that to me, I've, I'm acting as if I have someone with me like, okay, we're going to cross now, make sure look both ways. And then we go into the movie theater. And this is where the, I'm, I'm detailing my whole first date with my little 
self. And so we go into the movie theater. And what I remember in the movie theater when I was little is that I couldn't get shit. I couldn't get anything. I just had to walk straight into whatever theater it was and hope that maybe my mom was a little hungry and wanted some popcorn and me and Monica could share. My sister Monica. That's what I'm hoping. And not that she was like mean and didn't want us to eat stuff. It was just we couldn't afford it all the time. And I know that when I was little, what I always wanted was a freaking slushie at the movie theater. But I never got it. So guess what I did with little Letty. I went to that free. And now I probably get like a water at the concession stand. My husband gets like hella shit. He gets like two hot dogs, nachos, popcorn, soda. I'll get like a water because I think I'm too cool. But so I'm like, okay, we're going to go and we're going to get a slushie. And then little Letty was hyped like, oh. What? I never get these. And it's like, no, don't worry about it. What do you, girl, when you grow up, like you're going to be popping. You're going to be able to get this yourself. And you know, it's weird. You're not going to get it for yourself. And little Letty's like, what? If I had the money, I would buy 7,000 slushies. And it's like, yeah, that's why you don't have the money at that age. But anyway, we get a slushie and popcorn and sour straws and we go to the movie theater. Now, a lot of people wanted to watch Lion King and I did not know if I was going to like what was going to happen then. Because it's like, where does little Letty sit? But it just so happens that there was an open seat right next to me. So it legit was me and an open seat. And guess who that open seat was for? Little Letty. It's all worked out. And so basically, I just had a really good time at the freaking movie theater. And even like with parts that I knew were coming up in my in my little imagination, little Letty was like, oh my God, this part's scary. Or oh my God, I love this part. Or this is my favorite song. I know all the words. Like she was talking back and forth with me and it was really cool. It made the experience as if for Big Letty that I had a kid with me. Like I had little me with me and I was enjoying this time with me. And then for little Letty, like, wow, I get to do this really cool thing. And kind of feel more confident about the future. Like Big Letty freaking has it awesome. She can buy slushies if she wants. Stuff like that. And I will also say that before all of this, I was bummed. I was bummed no one wanted to see Lion King with me. I was in a funky mood. And this happened. And when I left, when I got back home, I just kind of felt a little bit more airy, a little bit like more like, wow, that was awesome. Like a really cool experience having done the exercise that I did. Needless to say, I was like, this shit fucking works because it worked in that moment to play like imagination, right? Imaginarily play. We don't use that a lot as adults now. We kind of trickle out of that. But to let myself have that imagination, it felt good to be like all of those things that I may have felt either resentful when I was little that I didn't get to do, I was doing for my little self. So somehow, you're like working on inner child you at the same moment and helping future you because if you've ever seen the movie butterfly effect you know that if you go back in time and just like move a pencil then it changes the future all crazy so if we're going by that theory by going back in time and taking little letty out it like changed the future letty to be just a little bit more i don't know if it's happy or if it's just like joyful in the moment like appreciative of little things like the movie theater and to me i just saw it work really well and now i don't even know if this is an exercise people do in therapy or whatever to take your little me on dates but i know that the inner child all that stuff you hear about it when you think of like psychology or psychiatrist or therapy or all of that stuff so i felt like cool like if that happens there let me do my own bringing out 
out of inner child and have fun with little me and do things for little me that I wish I would have been able to do back then. And it was really cool. And I will say that from then till now, I've done different like little dates with mini me. For instance, I was shopping at Zara and I saw a t-shirt. It's like a Betty Boop t-shirt. And when I was little, I liked Betty Boop. And the Betty Boop t-shirt was like in New York. And it reminded me when I saw the t-shirt, it reminded me of my aunt who lived in Manhattan. And every time she would come visit Cali, she would bring us like a big apple shirt. I love NY shirt. It reminded me of her and that time of my life because it happened more so when I was younger. And that's another time I brought her up. I brought little Letty up like, oh, look, we're shopping. Like this is what growing up shops look like, but we're still getting this really cool shirt. You like it? Yeah. Like, oh my god, what is this? This is not Ross. And I was like, you know, it's not Ross. It's Zara, which is a lot of money. And I would rather go to Ross, but hey, we can get this shirt. So that's what's cool, right? Yeah, that's cool. Things like that. And I don't know, I really feel that it's helpful. And I wanted to share that in case you may be like, damn, I know something's not the best with my attitude or my spirit, just my stress levels. Take the time to like imagine and who better to imagine up than you when you were little and do something now that you have like the capabilities to do something as an adult, do something for little you. Just try to think of things like that. Like what's something you wish you would have bought when you were little? Like what couldn't you have ate? What couldn't you have stayed up to watch? Things like that. And just enjoy that time. Even if it sounds or looks stupid, even if it sounds or looks crazy inside, guess what? Your mental, your mental body has like abs now or like toned legs because it's exercised now. Like you're definitely working on you and it might look funny, but I just can tell you from like personal results that it worked for me and it was really cool and I really wanted to share that. And if no one's came up with this like exercise, because you know how they had called asteroids after certain names? I want this exercise to be called after me shit. I want to discover some shit. No, but really, I've been going through like a super tough time too and it helps. It helps, it helps, it helps. Also, I was researching imaginary friends because there's like that... Uh, that misconception I feel that you only have imaginary friends when you don't have any real life friends. And I never really got that because to me, dog, I had friends. I had a lot of homies, even in elementary school and not even to like brush my shoulders off or anything, but like I had a good group of friends. And then at home, I had my sister and the kids in our apartment complex, we'd all play. And so I just wanted, like, I didn't like that, that, oh, people that have imaginary friends have no real friends. Nah. Like I totally did. I can't find the article specifically, but there was one that was like, yeah, that could be one reason they don't have real friends, but also it could be because they have like an abundance of imagination that they need more outlets to use imagination. It could be because they're misbehaving and they want someone to blame for being mischievous or mischievous. Another word I don't know how to say correctly. Okay, here's one. Why do kids create imaginary friends? According to Kimberly Eckert, a registered psychologist in Calgary, children often create playmates just to engage in imaginative play, the way another child might play with action figures. But sometimes they do so when bored or when lonely. An imaginary friend can also be used as a form of self-soothing during a big transition, such as adjusting to a new home or sibling. It's a way for children to practice fledgling social skills in an environment where they're in control. Oh, this is a good answer. Do children know it's pretend? Loki, I always felt like a fraud because I knew... I knew my freaking friend was fake. Like I knew it was imaginary. I knew that I was saying how it looked. I knew that I was creating everything about this imaginary friend. So then I'm like, do I really have one? Because are there kids that don't totally create it? So according to todaysparent.com, do children know it's pretend? And then the answer, 
Creating and sustaining an imaginary friendship is a sophisticated cognitive skill, says Eckert. Kids can separate what's real life and what's fantasy life. They know it's pretend play, she says. When do imaginary friends go away? I don't remember when Sally left. That was the name of my imaginary friend. Imaginary companions usually disappear by the time kids head off to school. No, I still had that fool or that chick. She's with me through that. Where pretend friends are less socially acceptable. Damn society. If your child still has an imaginary friend by grade one or two, evaluate whether it's preventing him from socializing normally. Yeah, so there's that in case you had an imaginary friend too and we're feeling a little about it. But I will say I talked to my mom the other day about my imaginary friend, Sally, because I did blame her for a couple things because I used to jump on the bed a lot, a lot. I love jumping on the bed and I hated that stupid song, the no more monkeys jump. Fuck that song. Because one time I was jumping on the bed and I fell and I broke my arm. That song is too true to life. I fell and I broke my arm. And then I said that Sally pushed me. Oh no, I said Monica pushed me because I didn't want to get in trouble because I always got in trouble for jumping on the bed. So I said my sister Monica pushed me and then they're like, Monica's in the other room. And I was like, okay, Sally did it. And then she told me to say that Monica did it. But I knew in that moment I was using Sally as a scapegoat. So low key, it's probably right that misbehaving kids use an imaginary friend to like take the blame. But I was talking to, Sa- to my mom about Sally I was like, did you ever think that it was weird that I had an imaginary friend? And she was like, no, I thought you were just playing. She's like, I would just go in your room and you'd be playing. And I'd be like, oh, what are you doing? And then you would say, oh, I'm playing with Sally. Oh, okay. So what did Sally do today? And she's like, oh, Sally's good. She wanted to play teapots today. So that's what we're going to do. And my mom was like, oh, okay. I was like, you didn't think it was a ghost or anything? Because I think that's also been stigmatized of imaginary friends. That if little kids see something that no one else sees, they're seeing ghosts. But I knew this girl was not a ghost. I literally created her. She was blonde hair and she was purple. Although some people were like, that sounds like a dead person. No, she was like bright as purple. Loki, it was probably like my version of Barney. If Barney was a chick, that was Sally. And yeah, my mom was, was like, no, I just felt like you're using your imagination, which is cool beans. So since she, and and also it's funny because I was vocal about my imaginary friend. My, the friends in my apartment knew, my sister knew to the point where they were like, we want imaginary friends too. So then I had this whole thing that it gets Man, we going in detail. We had this whole thing where we would hang out in the back of the apartments. It was not a yard. It was not a playground. It was like where they would hang up the clothes from the laundry. There was a tree there and the laundry place was there. It wasn't, I don't know why we hung out there, but we hung out there. And so then I made up this whole like imaginary obstacle course. Like, okay, if you want an imaginary friend, you have to do what I say. You have to jump off this stool into the dirt. And when you jump on it into the dirt, you have to turn around three times. Times, and then you have to say the first name that comes to you. And then after that, you have to run to the tree. This is how you get an imaginary friend. And they all did it. And none of them got imaginary friends. And I told them. It's because you didn't do it right. Because this is how I got mine. So yeah. <laughs> I was exclusive with my imaginary friend, Sally. And I think me being so, I guess, enthusiastic and committed to her, they really felt like, damn, she really has one. I don't, I don't got it. That was my little adventures of, of Sally. And I don't even know why she, I brought her up, but probably because I imagine little Letty now. Little Letty was pretty cool. Oh, oh, okay. And so here's another thing that I did read from a therapist post. Like, imagine you had little you in front of you. What are the things you would say to little you? And not necessarily that like I would 
wasn't encouraged when I was little because I was like my parents were very encouraging. My mom was very you can do anything like the examples they said as well. My mom was the she was the worker. My dad was kind of more stay at home because he worked for himself so he could take us along with him whereas my mom had the nine to five gig but they were very encouraging. They were never like no you can't do this or you're stupid none of that. I was very like you're super smart you you can do whatever you want so I was lucky to have that although when I did have let when I do have dates with Letty, I just tell her life is going to be awesome and life is going to have goods and bads and you're just going to be a very positive light for not just yourself and for everybody and I want you to just be as positive as you can be because things always get better no matter how rough or tough or scary or negative they might feel and just kind of reiterating that she can do anything she's going to be on the radio so keep dreaming about being on the radio kind of putting those words into her and I know again it may seem like why are you doing that it's the past it already happened because what you're not understanding is that by doing that to little you you're doing that to the part of little you that still lives inside you that may need to hear that and affects current you we hear it all the time that little like the stuff that happened to you when you're younger still has after effects now right so how about we evoke us when we were younger and we fill them with the love or the support that they may have needed or may need more of so that it in turns affects current you because all of that is like you affect one you affect the other and they're just intertwined within you don't look at it as a time thing look at it as they're both still in there and one still heavily impacts the other so if you just bring out little you talk to little you have fun with little you you'll see like i promise you you'll see the mood in current you the positivity in current you the ability to like cope in older you it it gets a little stronger a little happier and a little easier and i think that's all we can do or try to do even though it may look weird to get all toned up in the mental i promise you you should try it i've tried it and it's like been a real key to like keeping myself cool calm and collected during this year that's done a lot to me mentally spiritually to my heart and all of that kind of stuff okay so i'm gonna end podcast episode 25 here and i hope that i didn't weird you out so crazy and if i did weird you out so crazy you know it's okay you don't have to listen to me anymore but maybe try what i'm saying and let me know okay okay i'll see you guys next time bye